You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast that looks at the trailers, box art, and behind the scenes. And this week, we're starting with a sci-fi amazing piece of, uh, I'd say, trash. Not a diamond, in my opinion, but more of like trash gold. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, We're starting with Cyborg. Welcome to the world of the not-too-distant future. Get going! Go! A brutal gang is reshaping the world into their own vision of hell. And only one man can stop them. Jean-Claude Van Damme is leading the battle between good and evil. Take them out. As it's never been fought before. He's on a desperate mission to rescue a cyborg who holds the secret for saving the world. Why did you help me? I don't want to see you die. From the dust of destruction rises the warrior of a new age. Say goodbye, my friend. Jean-Claude Van Damme has become the first hero of the 21st century. Cyborg. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Canon. That stands for quality. (laughs) We're watching the Canon video too yeah. of this movie. Well, yeah, we watched the both of us watched the Canon uh, VHS of Cyborg, and then I also watched because I'm uh, a, a man who's insane. <laughs> I watched dedicated, the, yes, dedicated yeah. is the word you were looking for. The Shout Factory Collector's Edition of Cyborg, which is, I mean, they did one hell of a job. Good for you, Shout Factory. It's what Shout Factory does. Yeah, they resurrect these movies. You know, I just. Complete sidebar, and if you need to cut this, you can cut this, but (laughs) I just picked up because it was going out of print, so I wanted to get it, The Shout Factory of Stigmata, which is like a fine movie. It's a movie from the 90s I like, Uh, Patricia Arquette. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the movie. It's a fun, visually, it's a really cool movie, so I wanted to pick it up. Man, they fucking clean the shit out. It looks great, and it's like, this is a movie from 1999 that four people liked, but they... Put, you know, they just brought it together and they, they did a great transfer on it. And the Blu-ray mm-hmm. looks amazing. Like, Same this is thing. what they do. <laughs> Same thing with this. Like, I, I was I was amazed. I mean, the VHS is kind of rough. Yeah, your VHS is, is this, where did this come from? Good question. I don't remember. You don't remember. Okay, because, yeah, this one has love on it. This one has been watched. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think it's, uh, you know, a video store of any kind. But I think it's just a... A dude, I'm assume a dude, who uh, fucking watched it a lot. Yeah, 
Especially the opening scene. Or some or paused something, it on the opening I, scene. I don't or know what but there was a rough patch at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was about. So and I don't even remember it from when I watched it like four months ago. And then, because what, what I did is watch it on VHS about four months ago, and then the special edition. Nice. So, you know, there was a little bit of a gap, and there's some things I forgot about, and then it just came, like, flooding back. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that happens. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I remembered yeah. that. Uh, I think everyone does, but who is a fan of this? Right. And this is quite a cult following. Yeah, so, like, my history with this one was I, I'd never seen it. I never saw it growing up. I like Van Damme, but I was always more of, like, an Arnold and Sly guy for my action stars. I wasn't no. so much, like, the Van Damme and Seagal kind of movies. But I, I worked with this guy at my old job who fucking loved Van Damme. <laughs> like, seen them all, could rank them all, could tell you what each one is. All you gotta do is drop a title, and I'll be like, this is what it's about, and this is what I think of it. Like, And he was like, you've never seen Cyborg? You like stuff like that. you got to see Cyborg. And he lent me his copy. This was only like two years ago that I saw this the first time. So this is only the second time I'm seeing this. Okay, yeah. I, we watched it as a kid one time. I, I have never been dedicated to this film. I, it's just one of those that I was like, yeah, it's awesome sci-fi back in the day. And then I rewatched it now and I'm, you know, twice this year. That's about it. Uh, I just think there's some things in this film where I'm like, I'm not trashing on it. I just, it's not the cult film that I want to watch. Yeah, it's, it's almost there. It's an almost there movie. Yeah. I get that. Let's, let's look at this box here. Uh, this is the, like I said, this is the Canon video one. So this is before they went under. Uh, before they got bought out by Warner Brothers. This is right before. This Warner is Brothers one of the MGM. last ones they ever released. Probably. One of them, yeah. Yeah, what year is this uh, out? This came out 89 uh, on video. Yeah, because this is right after they basically lost Spider-Man and um, Masters of the Universe 2. Yeah. So, 89, canon video. Uh, he's the first hero of the 21st century, Cyborg. Van Damme's name is real big. Star of Bloodsport, it says underneath it. So they're trying to jump on the Bloodsport bandwagon. Yeah, I love how they put Bloodsport in quotes. Yes, Bloodsport. Um, okay. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we, we, get it. we get that it's a movie it. title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Van Damme's real big on here, holding a big gun, oiled up, shirtless, of course, looking tough, in front of like the, uh, the fallen bridge. That's in the apocalyptic wasteland that we see in the movie. And then the bottom half of the cover is the villains looking towards us, the viewer coming towards us uh, in a group of uh, eight of them here. Uh, I've seen better posters. There's another one that, I mean, not the redone one by um, Shout Factory, but there is somewhere online where uh, Stallone is, not Stallone, sorry, Van Damme is not in it. And it has this entire just like nihilistic flesh eater. I'm going to call them the flesh eaters. I don't know why, but this group. And it's awesome looking. And it's you can see it online. Nice. I've never seen that one. Do you, you know which one I'm, I'm used to seeing? And it's probably the re-release VHS from like MGM or Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. It's just the Van Damme doing the arm yeah, pose one. Yeah. Remember that VHS cover for this movie? I saw that one everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that I've never seen this one, actually. Good. Oh, this one? No. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's just like, it reminds me of 90s videos, even though this was done, uh, you know, like, where it became, like, about images. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in the early 90s, you know, like, Terminator 2, where he's just sitting, you mm-hmm. know, like, I don't know why Terminator 2 came to mind, because that's a fucking amazing movie. Um, but <laughs> but it know, is also like, the you know, ultimate 90s sci-fi it's action what they thing. did. It was, it was easy, 
They already had the stills. It was cheap. Mm-hmm. And they were selling it on stars. The 80s and 90s, or early 90s, some of the mid-90s. Like, it was just amazing. It was a different time. You could sell it on a star. Yeah. That's how weird movies that, like, we love got made. Yeah. This movie got made because Van Damme. The yeah. Terminator 2 got made because of Arnold. And, like, The Mask got made because of Jim Carrey. Hard Target, right here, I just grabbed. It's just Van Damme's face in an arrow. Yeah. And it says, Hard Target Van Damme. You know? <laughs> uh, yep, gonna rent. Yeah, and it, it, and it worked. It sold these movies. Nobody nobody besides maybe like The Rock now can do that. Very few, yeah. Nobody I, can I just, just sell a movie on themselves alone. Even yeah. The Rock barely can, because he's just in a bunch of franchises. Now. Yeah, it's all spectacle now. It's selling the, it's, I don't know. They're selling the, the sizzle, not the steak. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I Where the fuck did I hear that? That's in a movie, right? Uh, that's an old old person saying. Oh. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it's in a movie too. It's, it's accurate. All right, what's the the uh, description on the back of this? So if you don't know what cyborg is, here's here's your description. Blood sports, martial arts wizard Jean Claude Van Damme carves out a dazzling new domain as the future's most fearsome warrior in this sweeping sword and sci-fi adventure epic. Convulsed by social anarchy and virulent, incurable plague. Virtu- is that how you- virtual? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know, I don't know that word. Not, not uh, worldly enough. Uh, 21st century America has descended into seething barbaric nightmare. On a desperate quest for data to cure the epidemic, a beautiful human robot cyborg is captured by cannibalistic flesh pirates. That's what they're called. Flesh pirates, yeah. Uh, who plot to keep the cure for themselves. Not only the awesome fighting skills of Sword for Hire, Gibson Rickenbacker... Is that his Rickenbacker? Jean-Claude Van Damme can rescue her and save what remains of civilization. Is that From, his name? I, I guess. I didn't know he had a name, period, in this movie. <laughs> I, just, I just called him, like, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, from the director of The Sword and the Sorcerer, Cyborg delivers an explosive, future-shocked, bloody battle against the ultimate evil. Yeah, I got Sword and the Sorcerer somewhere up there. Or at least I used to. I love, like, Albert Pune's view of the world like his yeah, full moon stuff this stuff uh sword and the sword like his lens is very much the late 80s early 90s dystopian movies to me like that look his movies that's what i think of when i think of this era yeah i do i do like uh, yeah he has a very nihilistic approach but he's very much into colors style style a lot of style um, um, and a lot of this movie at least this cut uh has a lot of like the style over substance uh-huh. <laughs> in some spots uh which i'm okay yeah, with I'm for okay. these this yeah. era of movies because i love the style <laughs> it's such hard work it's it's so much harder to do it in these movies now or in these movies back in the day yeah every it, it takes an entire team now you can do this shit in post and it's it's amazing yeah. Um, we save a lot of money but we did lose a lot of jobs but maybe we didn't cuz then you have to have an artist with the whatever. I'm yeah, just. Saying. I think it still looks better in these movies because, like, you've got a fog machine and it's not you know yeah. added later. You know the actors are interacting with these backgrounds. If it's raining, they're in the rain as opposed to like CGI rain. You know, you can really feel that stuff in these type of movies. And yep. that's not because I'm. I like new stuff too. I'm not trying to be like a old only person, but like I just like when it's there. Like when it's present with the actors yeah when the actors can smell the smoke from right. the fog machine right. Right. when they can feel the heat from the lamps you yes. know like it, it changes it it gives it more of an atmosphere mm-hmm. 
um, instead of a synthetic atmosphere. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think and you, you could, yeah. Shit like this really nails it. <laughs> I mean, in older movies too, sometimes the atmosphere ruins it. Yeah. You know, it can have its effect where it's just like, well, that's that too much. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, whoops, <laughs> we only had enough time for one shot. Yeah. Uh, but going into this film, putting in the tape. Now playing at a motion picture theater near you. We have probably what's one of the best trailers for a movie I've never heard of. Before, I've never heard ever, of this. But I have to see this film. It's like Dead Bang with Don Johnson. It's Don Johnson as like a rough cop going after Nazis. And I'm like, fuck yes, give me this movie now. <laughs> and it was, he's like, it's time to recruit the black cops. Like, because at one point yeah. in the trailer, they're like, do we know anyone that will help us? And, and it cuts to like a black sheriff and he's like, I'll help you. And I'm like, yes! And, and it is. It's a, it shows a trailer. Of it's, a, it's Don Johnson and a team of black cops going after the Nazis. And I'm like, why haven't I heard of this? This sounds like the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> you know, like, it was just so funny because he's like, it, what, I don't know if it was so much. It, obviously, it was, uh, you know, a white man. Uh, going after the Nazis with, with uh, you know, black characters help, but I didn't take it as like the white man can save you. It was just like, well, I'm fucked, and I need you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's and like they're a, like, yeah, we we'll kill some Nazis. Yeah, it's not like a white savior movie at all. It doesn't look like anyway. Uh, it just I hope lo- not. Yeah, it just looks like a loud, mean action movie, and I'm all for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> just I yeah. Again, also never heard of it. Really want to see it. I love Don Johnson. I've always liked Don Johnson. Like I, I never watched Miami Vice, but I, I've seen tons of movies with him, and I've always liked Don Johnson. So yeah. I, I'm all in on this movie. <laughs> and that, sadly, that's all we get. But I'm not surprised at this point in canon film. Uh, they probably just didn't have much to advertise. Yeah, and we only had like one more year that I think Canon was putting out the VHSs. Yeah, because uh, uh, three was uh, what was it? Uh, Missing in Action three was re- the year after this. And that was it. So Warner Brothers bought them. Uh, Warner Brothers got some of the canon, and, and MGM, MGM got some yeah, of the canon. Okay. And I think actually MGM ended up with this one. Yeah, yeah, because it's on here. Yeah, uh, but uh, I think Warner got Bloodsport. You know, like so, like some went certain ways, some went other ways for the split with canon. Yeah, it was a nasty fight, and then a lot, a lot of the movies from canon we never got re-releases because it was a fight for years, and then before you knew it, you had DVDs, and it just probably wasn't worth it. Did anybody ever end up with Masters of the Universe? Like, I know they're making a new one, but like the old one. So they released a DVD many, many, many years ago. It is just a straight strip and stretch. Um, it's bad. I can't remember who. I want to say MGM. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember either. But you know what? No, because if MGM owned this, it would already be in shout. That's true. Maybe it's Warner. That, yeah, that got it. Well, now, now this past year or whatever, shout got the deal with Warner. So maybe we will see it finally. Will. <laughs> oh, I would love to see the interviews on that. Yeah, it's like I never want to watch that movie again, but like I will absolutely watch the bonuses. Oh, I've on watched that. that. That's one of those movies as a kid where I was. I think it's amazing, and I watch it now, and I know it's bad. It's terrible. <laughs> Still watched it way too many times. See that? That's one a lot like Cyborg, where I just missed it as a yeah. kid, and mm-hmm. then saw it later. And unlike Cyborg, Cyborg I like, but like Master Universe, seeing it as like a twenty-something-year-old, I'm just like. I had to see this as a kid to like it. <laughs> when I grew up and I realized it was bad, 
that was weird. Yeah. And now, just like Howard the Duck, uh, when I realized it was bad, I still don't care. Even oh yeah, though that one I saw. Awful. That one I saw as as a kid, a, l- a little older, but still a kid. And I was like, yeah, I love this movie. Ewok awesome. Adventures too. Well, I don't rewatch those because those are too bad. I, I, I I've never seen those. Oh, I, I own to. both of those on VHS. I need I need to see those. You were there when I bought them. Where did you get those from? I don't remember, but you just go, wow, really, those? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, they, they were that sounds, about, that sounds about right. <laughs> I got, All I, checks out. I got both of them for a dollar. And you're like, pay too much. <laughs> or maybe the guy said I paid too much. It's like, you're selling them. Oh, whatever, I got it. Uh, let's get into this film. And now, our feature presentation. So there is two differences right away. This one has a long scroll that mm-hmm. just sits on the screen for a while. Yeah. This one is a voice, the the main baddie's voice, uh, Fender. Yeah. Weird. Well, this has the voice, too. First, there was the collapse of civilization. Anarchy. Genocide. Starvation. Then when it seemed things couldn't get any worse, we got the plague. The living death quickly closing its fist over the entire planet. And then we heard the rumors that the last scientists were working on a cure that would end the plague and restore the world. Restore it? Why? I like the death. I like the misery. I like this world! So it has both, then. Okay, so I think... Or does this one just have the scroll? Only? This one only has the voice, I think. Oh, the this one then has both. Then, this has both? Yeah, because I remember the voiceover for this. Well, this is a perfect movie of when you put your head down and you look back up, you're missing. Like, you're like, wait, <laughs> what are we doing? And when I mean that, I mean 10 seconds. Yeah. And and so is next week's film. Different. Yeah. Different beast. But I'm saying both of these films had something related where I'm like, wait, what? So I, well, then again, I did watch this you know, four months ago, and I wasn't watching it for the podcast. I was just mm. watching it randomly. I Sometimes I pick up, on like a Saturday night especially, I will pick up two VHSs from my collection and watch them. Now, by watch, I mean they're on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you put your head down for a second, no biggie. Yeah. So when I rewatched it for this, I was like, huh, where's the scroll? Where's the text scroll? I knew there was. Cause I think I think yeah. it's on, I think it has both on this one, right. if I'm remembering correctly. Because it's fucking long. There's a lot of type. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this one does, it, but it also still has the voiceover too. Oh man, I can't remember. Because <laughs> I yeah, that voiceover is pretty insane. Where he's like, yeah. oh, I love this world or whatever he yeah, says. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and it, like t- it's so it takes place in a dystopian future, New York. Uh, I don't. I think it says the year, but I forgot. I didn't write it down in my notes. Um, pirates run it, and I guess they're called Flesh Pirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're led by a man named Fender, who is huge. That is a big ripped man. Yeah, he's very tall too. Like he's not just ripped; he's like football player. You know, yeah. ripped and tall. I'm assuming it was a. He started as a um, stunt man that could act a little. And then they're like, you know, we should really use you. <laughs> uh, and then he had these contacts in, these like white blue contacts, mm-hmm. which were tough on him as an actor, found out in the shout thing. But he he's just like, nope, love doing the film. It was hard, loved it. 
and there appears to be a woman with a cure for a flesh-eating plague or virus, which I did not pick up until the second time I watched the film. I was like, oh, it's flesh-eating? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and it turns out that woman is a cyborg. And guess what? It's actually a cyborg because she was woman first. She was woman. Um, and then she was enhanced. That's what a cyborg is. So they they did their research when they came up with the title. For Unlike this Cyborg Two, where it's actually an android. Yes. Yeah. Right. Which or, we've yeah. already talked about, guys. So you can now listen to our hot takes on the entire Cyborg franchise now. Yeah, my <laughs> or wife, is there more? I don't know if there are more besides one. I don't fucking know. Don't there look, is whatever. Look it up right look now. Look it up right now. While because we keep I, talking. I got I got more because so it, it turns out like. It starts off with this guy trying to get the cyborg through the pirate town of New York, and he dies. But then we get introduced to Fender right away, where we find out like he uses his minions to like track people down, and then he just slits someone's throat. And I'm like, "Wow, you! How are you so ripped? Because you barely do any work." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but right when his voice comes up, I'm like, "What is this? That is not his voice." It can't be. It's like, I am Fender. I will kill you. You know, it's it's yeah. really bad. It, it we, we talked about it before we went on air about like the, the ADR for him is specifically for him is very strange. I don't get it. I mean, there's a lot of ADR in the movie in general, but the ADR for him is very strange. Yeah. Uh, I do find out later on why we have ADR, but I'm just saying if you're going to ADR someone's voice, why is this so bad? <laughs> They had to give him like this menacing, like over the top cartoon bad guy voice. Like it's almost it, it's basically as bad as uh, the first Christopher Nolan Batman, where he's like, "I'm Batman." Yeah, you know, you're like, yeah. except that one. At least you knew, like, okay, he's trying to just you know he's trying to cover up his voice. Like this, he doesn't care. Yeah, it's just it's just bad ADR. <laughs> but this is my favorite type of bad guy, where he just accepts that he's bad yeah he's a bad guy and he loves it yeah those are the most fun to watch yeah because the cyborg you know uh i don't know uh van damme comes out of nowhere and he protects her but then gets blown through a wall and then yeah immediately fenders like and she's like i have the cure get me to atlanta he goes i'll get you to atlanta but it's because i want to rule the world because i like being bad yeah and i'm like yeah okay cool and we really like you're talking about this as being the beginning. We really jump into this. Like this happens very quickly in the movie. Like yeah, that that's that's, that's the first fifteen minutes right there. And and then the movie loses me for <laughs> chunks. Even the second time, I'm like, wait, what? What are we doing? So but let's let's discover this movie together and and the listeners uh, because you know I afterwards I found out, but you know the backstory of. Van Damme, I don't know what this guy is. He seems to be someone who helps people get place to place. They call them something in this movie. I don't know what it is, though. I forgot. I didn't write it down. Mm. So he's not a bounty hunter, but he's like a... I don't like know a traveler, like a traveler, like a like, guide or whatever yeah, through dystopian New York. And, you, and he's really good with knives. Yeah. And he throws knives... Uh, Okay, I have it. It's like, oh, uh, that cyborg's got really good stop motion. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, when the when the, they take the wig off or whatever, and then it's just the 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 backing that's the back cover here. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's those are good effects. And then we see a woman with short hair that Van this is a flashback, because uh, a lot of this movie's flashback. Yeah, we learn Van Damme's like tragic backstory with uh, the short haired woman who is his wife, girlfriend. I. Th- yeah um girl and, well he falls in love with her so i mean dystopian wife girlfriend whatever they were they become lovers yeah. uh significant others and whatever there's a kid him. and now is that his kid or is that her kid no from that before? was and she he like kind of has become the adopted dad i think that was her sister oh little okay. sister okay okay because okay. okay. i was trying to figure out too but he does become like a father figure to yes. this little sister yes, yes so he's um yeah he's falls in love with the older sister and the little sister because when I looked at that woman I was like there's no way because she was like she was so young yeah she was like 20 yeah yeah Um, yeah she was a model I believe she's still she's really good looking for you know someone in her 50s now when she's in Shout Factory so I I knew right away that was her (laughs) yep that's her I guess Fender has been doing this for a really long time and I think Van Damme's character has been looking for him, but it's not quite set up that way. I mean, you find out later on, he's like, I've been searching for him. But I guess Fender killed the entire family, puts Van Damme and a woman with short hair, I don't know her name, honestly, into a well bucket in a well, and then makes, instead of rope, it's barbed wire, and makes the little sister, he's like, oh, if you can hold them up, they can live and they fall in a well and then the older one's dead yeah but van damme lives yes huh yes and that i mean it's dark um but that's and we get this sort of flashback we don't really know the full story almost until the end because it's spread out pretty like we know that there's a revenge thing for Van Damme and the villain. We know there's yeah. some sort of revenge thing going on. We know that he lost like loved ones. We kind of know that, but we don't get the full real story until most of the way into the movie. Yeah, it well, it kept like giving us hints and hints. Right, and, right. and like they started reusing shots. I noticed that and I'm like, "Okay, well, clearly this is recod." Mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, it's just at one time I'm like, "Wait, I already saw this." <laughs> it's because they were used yeah. So they, I have a hard time after this because the movie just goes at a breakneck pace. Yeah, I mean, the movie's 86 minutes long yeah. and it just flies now. I, I mean, so we find out they're going to take the cyborg to Atlanta. They kill an entire village of people for a boat. And then they, I guess, get on a boat and try to go to Atlanta, but they're in New York, so they have to go down the coast. And then Van Damme... Knocks out a woman because he thinks she's trying to kill him or something. And then they become travel companions. And she wants to fuck him. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought that was a uh, body double when she starts running. Because mm. I go, oh, babe, look. They show her from the back and she has really big boobs. Uh, um, you could tell. And I was like, it's a body double. And she's like, how'd you know? And I go, oh, when they show him from the back like that, the actress probably does. And then the ne- very next scene, she pulls it out and she's like, all boobies. And I go... Well, I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, but they do that. They do that in a lot of yeah, movies. No, yeah, yeah. This is it's not a weird thing when to you have don't a body show double. the face. Yeah, it's not a weird no. thing to have a body double in a late '80s movie. That's pretty commonplace. So. I, I was trying to think: is this is this a porn star like or something? I I don't I. 
I, I mean, I, like, I've yeah. never seen this actress in anything. Neither have I. Um, That's she, what I'm saying. Is this a like? It can't. It's canon. Yeah, but a you stripper, never know. A you porn never, star. You never know. Maybe she's just an actress that just was comfortable yeah. with nudity. Who well, knows? But uh, like, I've never seen her in anything else. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, obviously, we've seen a lot of actresses that are very comfortable naked, or at least they're very comfortable being paid naked, yeah. or, or at least they feel like they have to. Whatever it is, it it's weird, and it's kind of like okay, I want to talk about it because it's just it's it felt weird. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. In this movie, for sure, she was just like. It wasn't. She was hitting on him, but it like wasn't sexual because like it's the moment that they're on the beach and she's like sitting with like the clothes around her and she just kind of like drops them and he like yeah. picks them up. It's very intimate, but like not sexual or something like that. It's very weird. She's not a very good actress. <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't also the thing too with Van Damme at this time wasn't like was wasn't really still like an actor yet because they didn't shoot this in '89. So they shot this in like '86. Yeah, right? yeah, they were. This is right before they shot Bloodsport, which is hilarious because it was um, released after Bloodsport. Yeah, it was released after Bloodsport. I think Bloodsport was '87. Yeah, so I thought they shot this earlier than '89. So, um, or maybe wait. I want to say he was doing Bloodsport when this movie went to shit. I could be wrong though. I don't remember. Um, doesn't really matter because he just had a hard time speaking English at this point. Yeah, was, he doesn't have a lot of dialogue here. He isn't isn't the actor that we kind of know him as sort of later um, in this movie. He really doesn't have that much to do, period. He's just, he looks good and he fights pretty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's doing a lot of his kicks in this movie for sure. Yeah, which he does I, a lot of his kicks here. If I'm the director, uh, before I even saw the behind the scenes, I was like, "Why is he so being so pretty in a dystopian movie?" Because I was like, "I I would not. This is I would never put Van Damme in a dystopian movie. That's not his. He does okay, mm-hmm. but he doesn't do good. You know right, what I mean? Right. And I think that's part of like why I'm I don't hang this on a pedestal of cult films. Right. So. It, I guess we'll get into this adventure. Bigger boobs, Van Damme or the girl? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Van Damme. I don't know. I'd have to take a look at him again. I'd have know. to go back and inspect. He is in shape. Yeah, he's ripped in this movie, for sure. Look at how cut he is on the back. I know, I, mean, I know. The other guy's pretty the cut, other, too. The other guy's ridiculously <laughs> cut, so I'm like... I, I was... You know what? At one... There's a lot of shirtless dudes in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I don't have a problem with it. No, they're all they're all like sculpted of the gods. So yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> the guy at the very beginning too, the big beefy white guy mm-hmm. that was in it. That guy looked like a former football player. I swear, I've seen him in something else. Yeah, I recognize this guy, right? Yeah, he's I recognize the, him yeah. too. Yeah, and I, I just can't place it right now. I could look him up, but no, no. I'll just like one random night be watching something. Go, oh my god, it's it's that guy, it's that guy from Cyborg. <laughs> and then they start traveling together. Like I, I don't. He doesn't want this character to come with him. I, I can't remember her damn name, but I don't blame him. Why are you following me? Uh, I don't need your help. But then army men and ninjas just show up. That was the thing to me where I'm like, wait, what? To have more fight scenes. <laughs> like, I think that's literally it, just to have more fight scenes. I couldn't figure out. What they, they weren't part of the Flesh Pirates, right? They were just guys hanging out in this. Ab- I, I think, yeah, it was just because the world is 
dystopian. There's all kinds of different factions, and this is one of the other factions. But you know, like you'd set up a faction, and be like, "What you doing? And if you got to pass, you got to you know pass our test, or we're looking. Oh, we want your woman, because you know what they do yeah, in dystopian yeah. movies. Or we want uh, this. We want your money. We want your weapon. Whatever. They never introduce their gang. They just go. Yeah, they're just there. And then we get like the knife boot, which yep. is cool. Uh, I, I actually think that I think that's awesome. Yeah, very eighties movie. Yeah, yeah. I I just love those little bitty prop weapons. Yeah. Uh and then he beats him up, and then somehow we get into a sewer later on because I really do not follow some of this. We get into a sewer, and that sewer shot is pretty, like the blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like that look I'm talking about—the smoke, the blues. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> And then when he does the splits above the one bad guy following him and then stabs him in the top of the head, I was like, that's so Van Damme. Yep, yep. <laughs> He's like, director, I don't know if you know this. I can do the splits. Yo, Yeah, I know. We're going to have you do them a whole lot. <laughs> you literally do the splits every day for me and I never ask you for it. Yeah, but even like you mentioned, like the stabbing the guy in the top of the head, just overall thinking this is this is like now I've seen more Van Damme movies. This one's pretty violent for Van Damme, though. Like Bloodsport, well, obviously too, but like this is pretty violent for Van Damme. He's killing a lot of people yeah. here. I don't think Van Damme would have done this film once he was established at right. Bloodsport. That's what I'm saying. You I know, I think this was like canon they're like we got a guy who really thinks he's going to be a star we want him to start doing a bunch of films and you could tell he just he has camera presence he's pretty mm. with his looks and his uh fighting style i just i don't think he just didn't know how to act yeah yeah and, but he it wasn't was... awful you know what i mean no like, no he's it's because he's so watchable you could just watch yeah. you know he's so watchable even though he's like kind of not that great yet he hasn't really found his I rhythm just, yet i just don't understand how you can keep doing those splits <laughs> it, it if it also uh fascinates me that he finds ways in every movie to do the same shit <laughs> like you have even in the like i just forgot that it, it was just like uh not in the nick of time that's like a johnny depp movie or something or um time cop Time Cop, he does in that one too, but uh, I'm talking about where he's the dad uh, who's the fireman and he's he ends up getting, uh, it's an NHL game. I, I've seen it a lot. Oh, what the fuck is that one called? <laughs> I always want to say like Overtime or, you know. Sudden like, Death. Sudden Death. Sudden Death. Sudden Death. Uh, I think he does the splits in that one as the uh, hockey goalie. <laughs> i never seen that one. Actually... That may oh, be a lie. I've I may seen have that seen that one and just don't remember it. I've seen that movie a lot. I fucking loved it as a kid. That's why it's just like, why can't I remember the name of it? <laughs> but it came back. Uh, but yeah, same shit. Every movie. He yeah. does the like fly kicks. Uh, I forget what they're called. Uh, they're very pretty. Uh, I don't think they'd be very useful in a lot of <laughs> these. But uh, he does the splits. He does the thing where he does the little kick. On mm-hmm. the ground, and then he gets up and he goes, "Yeah!" Mm-hmm. Same shit every movie. Yeah, fully yeah. entertained. Yeah, absolutely. This kick he does a lot too. The one on the yep. back cover yeah. here, the kind of like uh, I don't want to say roundhouse, but like uh, you know, mid body level kick. Yeah, he's a little guy, so mid body kick. <laughs> he's very good at posing after his strikes. Yeah, that's his thing. 
and then uh, so they get through it. Then they capture him and the the girl because they run. They get out of the sewer and then they just run in a swamp with sand. This is very confused. I had no idea. Obviously, a swamp, but like it looked like they went from sewer swamp to desert. Yeah. Am I wrong? No. That's what it, it, it's. But it's a. Is it a beach or is it the desert? Like I. Okay, you don't know either. Okay. <laughs> I was. That's what I paid attention to. Like first, the incredibly muscular woman who's fighting his companion. I was like what and then her hand immediately gets cut off and i'm like oh so she's a shitty fighter apparently yeah <laughs> because this girl he's traveling with knows nothing about defending herself right and she still slices off that woman's hand i think stabs her too i yeah i, I don't remember. remember i don't remember and then somehow gets away because they capture van damme after you know i mean he put up one hell of a fight but you know what are you gonna do after a while and then they string him up like Jesus. So we find out that Fender really likes to fuck with his prey. Yes, and the, when when he gets Jesus, that's when we find the. That's when we hear the whole story. That's when we get yeah. the full thing of what happened with his companion, his former companion, and the kid. And as you can hear, I insulted a Van Damme's acting, and the cops are coming. After yes, us. yes. So, <laughs> it's the city, folks. Nothing we can do. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't think he would have done something like the Jesus pose later in his career at all. No, no. I feel like that. I was actually surprised by that. It's. Uh, I think this is a very Albert Pune yeah. move here. Uh, he he does he like the heroes in these movies are these almost mythical figures that he creates in his movies. I was trying to figure out what he was doing with this. Like I was like, okay, obviously he doesn't think he's jesus or maybe it was like the savior of the land yes you're definitely going for a savior thing mythical maybe not necessarily religious but yeah there's something and he does this in all of his movies with his heroes like always this is a very punian thing (laughs) so yeah uh then he kicks himself down and then the girl comes back she goes oh I, i i told you you'd need me i don't even know how she escaped yeah i don't know either but we also, at this point in the film, see that they kept showing another girl that's in the group that clearly kind of doesn't belong the Flesh Pirates. Um, first of all, she looks like she could, you know, fit in <laughs> in place. That's what I love about the Flesh Pirates. They're all fucked up. Yeah. Either they're super muscular and, like, their head has been beaten, you know, they're like mm. brain-dead morons. Or they're just fucked up. Like, yeah. they look like they're just nasty people. Mm. She looked. She had cool hair, yeah, cool dystopian '80s hair, uh, and then. But they kept showing her over and over, and I'm like, "Who, who is this? Like, is it going to be some type of like, I don't know? Like, she knows more than she knows. It, it ends up at the very end. I, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but it's the little. It's a sister. Yeah, yeah. It's the girl. So, uh, but we go on, and then he escapes, tracks them down. Right before they are... No, they find the cyborg, right? Yeah, yeah. They find the cyborg. And... The bad guys find the cyborg. Find the, but, and then, but Van Damme tracks them. Right. Then they fight. They have the yeah, final right. fight. And the movie's just like... I was then like, it's oh, it. It's the over. The movie's over. The final fight's pretty good. I think it ends quickly. Yeah, it's... it's It's over. Like, it's oh, the fight is over pretty fast. And then just the movie's over then, too. 
Yeah, because I was trying to figure out, go, wait, so we have the cure? The, we're going to cure the land from yeah, the flesh-eating uh, plague virus? Well, we don't know. We never see them leave. Any, you know, they're just yeah. together at the end, and then it's like at the end. Yeah, and then the cyborg says, like, I don't think I'm the cure for this. I think he is. And I was like, no. <laughs> no, you you literally have the cure. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know who came up with that line, if it was ADR, but no, 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 you're the cure. <laughs> That's just science. <laughs> uh, he can save a few people, <laughs> but you can save a lot more. Yeah, you can save the world. He can uh, get some people across the land. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into the behind the scenes on this. Uh, so, Shout Factory, you know, does a fantastic job every time on theirs. Uh, even if they can't get the best, even though um, sometimes they can't get the people you want. I want Van Damme in this. I want to know, I want to see what kind of ego he has about this film. Of course he's not in it. Uh, but they got the director. They got the Fender. They got the girl. And they got, um, by that, his companion. And they got his love original love mm-hmm. back for this so it's fun to hear all these stories of it it's just like everyone seemed to have a blast on the actual set interesting it's weird like for these like collector sets like i would have loved if they would have found the rest of the footage for the movie maybe not yeah. put it back together or whatever but like um if they're gonna do a collector's edition if they could have found some of that lost footage because this was supposed to be a much longer movie from what i heard oh yeah much different much more fucked up. Yeah, that's. I mean, but that's the extent of... That uh, is all I know about this movie. From what I heard and gathered from this, this was supposed to be more just about a dystopian, fucked up future. And it was originally written with Chuck Norris in mind, being like an officer during a dystopian... Like, the dystopia just started, and he's trying to get from, like, New York back to Atlanta, I think, you know, to see his family... And then they're like, yeah, Chuck's not going to do it or something. I know at one point they mentioned Aaron Norris. Mm. Um, I think the director knew him. Maybe that's how they got into this. But, you know, Cannon was just like, they really had another guy. They really think he's going to be something. He needs work. He needs polish. But, they, you know, the director said right away, just like, you know, the guy can't speak English very well. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. You knew the director's... The way the director was dealing with this was... Well, it's not like Chuck Norris is a very good speaker anyway. (laughs) So let's just take out more of the lines. Rewrite it. You know, change it. What I don't get is like when they further discuss this more. One, his companion, the girl. She looks rough Mm. today. Mm. I, I hope it's not anything, you know, like that she couldn't see coming or anything. I'm just going to go out there and be a douchebag and say it's probably drugs. She looks like in the in the movie like in the movie so uh 30 something years ago. She looks like she was having already a lot of work done. Yeah. Her face and that too. Her boobs. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she looks like she's having a lot of work done, which again, your body your choice. But Yeah. You can go too far with that stuff too, you know. Again, well, I'm wondering, choice, but uh, she maybe she just a combo too much of that. And then, it's yeah, the eighties. Yeah. Wow, uh, that was uh, the eighties. <laughs> uh, a little little excess of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm trying to like ride the line of not being like you know pointing out someone. She's got she's got some problems. Yeah, yeah. But she still came on to do this, so good for her. Nice. 
Um, but I had a hard time listening to her at the beginning. I was just like, what? You know, like when you see someone change that much mm. in a way, but not weight wise. Right. Just like work and life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we had the the one, uh, I don't know, his love companion. I wish I would have looked up the characters names in this because they barely said any of them. Mm. I no, mean, the yeah, only I reason I didn't even no. know his name. Was Gibson Rickenbacker? I don't think they ever use his name. Yeah, they. Okay. I think they say Gibson now that I think about one, t- like I one or two times. <laughs> and so you know, it, it seems like I, I think nostalgia has taken over some of these actors' names, um, or not names, uh, some of their memories, because mm. they're like, oh, it was really hard, but man, it was fantastic, and everything. I was like, if you probably would have put them in front of a camera six months after the movie, been like, this is a fucking shit show. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I just have a feeling, because Canon was running out of money, and everyone seemed to be like trying to be nice to Canon, or they cut out that shit. Do you... And I don't know, you would you just... Was this gathered from what you watched? Did they shoot a lot of the stuff and it got cut or did a lot of this already happen in the scripting phase where it got chopped a bunch in the scripting phase so what happened well yeah it was dramatically rewritten every day by the director uh they said that his script just looked like a rainbow because he and he was doing it so at least that's i i like that like when it's someone you know it was funny too they said he was a director that would ghostwrite his own scripts that's weird carpenter did it didn't he do that though when he got tired of the whole like you know big he had such a problem with the big production studios maybe yeah because it was it was like prince of darkness and they live and stuff like that were the ones that he put the fake names on but so albert pune is kitty chalmers then apparently oh okay I mean, that's what I assume, man. I, I doubt he would hire himself as a ghostwriter to change his own. I don't. Why would you? Yeah. Well, because as, as a director, you do your pass on the script anyway. Yeah, that's so, why yeah, I was yeah. like, I assumed it was like he was the writer. Right. Okay. So you just put up the fake name of Kitty Chalmers. Yeah, but now that I think about it, I, I can't confirm that. Okay. I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they, they talk about it a lot and how, you know, it was a very difficult shoot. It was because it, it took so much work. They were running out of money. I mean, these sets weren't even theirs. They had to just figure out a way to use them. It was for Spider-Man and for Masters of the Universe 2. And same thing with the costumes. I mean, all of these, all of this costume is obviously Masters of the Universe and some of them. Because mm. you remember Masters of the Universe. Yeah. That shit was just like... <laughs> that could easily... Masters of the Universe, you could call it dystopian. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they did a lot of this stuff. So, I mean, there it was cheap, mm-hmm. and you could have fun with it, and you could sell it. Man, though, like, would I have loved to have seen a canon Spider-Man? I think it would have been awful. Yeah, but, like, that would... I just think no, a like canon... Captain America, like, beautiful trash. Like, yeah, I think it would have been really watchable. Like, Because <laughs> if you think about it, like, big ideas with that, like... I mean, Spider-Man was too big. Yeah. How are you going to get that guy to fly? Yeah. <laughs> like, Masters of the Universe was too big. Yeah, they had to set it in, in modern day, whatever, you know. Superman was way too big. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I never saw the Supermans, the their, the canon Supermans, but uh, I can only assume. <laughs> uh, the canon one is... Well, maybe one day we'll watch it, because it's canon. Okay. <laughs> well, now I have a new mission. Um, 
No, actually, your new mission, apparently, there is, is a third uh, no. cyborg movie. It's from 1995, so it's still in the VHS era. 1995. It's called The Recycler. So Cyborg 3, The Recycler. Uh, and it's a female cyborg who uses technology that created her to bring forth a new and deadlier form of evolution. And it's, yeah, from 1995. It's got Richard Lynch in it, uh, character actor, Zach Galligan from Gremlins, wow. Malcolm McDowell, uh, William Cat. We gotta see this thing. You gotta find what? this. That's your, that's your new mission. We gotta find a VHS of Cyborg What's a, 3. Uh, can you find recycling. the VHS cover for me? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, look that up. <laughs> You'll understand the oh wow. And this was the, I guess, the DVD cover later. Yeah. Okay. So we got to finish the Cyborg franchise yeah, now. We have to. It's, <laughs> it's, it'll be like the first like franchise we finished. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Some more things in this. It's not much. Uh, so basically, he, the director, screened it for canon after they were fucking pissed at Toby Hooper for. Uh, <sighs> Shit, Texas what was it? Two or no, the Mars um... Invaders from Mars. Invaders from Mars. You know they they just hated that. They just hated Toby Hooper. Well, well, they had they had him Toby do Hooper. free movies, but like <laughs> Toby Hooper, honestly, just he didn't do them right, in my opinion. Now, I'm not saying anything about his movies. I'm saying what he sold, he was going to do to Canon, and then he just like I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> the 80s <laughs> and, and they're like what the fuck <laughs> it's not what you want <laughs> this is not what we wanted and he's like yeah but mm, I got a lot of money <laughs> thanks guys you gave me what was it a three picture deal I think it was three yeah I can Invader from Mars Texas 2 oh um and the space vampires that suck was out that, was that Candace? yeah Life Force Life Force Life Force I fucking is love fucking amazing. Actually, I like all three of those movies. To be honest, I like Invaders. I like uh, Texas Two a lot, and I like uh, um, Life Force a lot. I probably like Life okay. Force the most of those three, though. Life yeah. Force fucking rules. <laughs> I just think it's funny that like canon movies, they would get actresses just by like, can you take off your clothes? Okay. You're yeah, hired. Yeah. Um, can and you like, walk around naked the entire movie? It, oh, you don't speak English? We just won't give you any dialogue. <laughs> uh, they're so sleazy, but they were so honest in their sleaziness. Yes. You know, they were yes. never hiding it. They're That's like, why I think you're we're... sleazy. No, you hate the female body. And you're like, Wait, how did this come back at me? You're the sleazy one. Yeah, well, you. Hey. I think that's why we're so yeah. attracted to canon because even though they're like boobs, they're gross, or and they Awful. make they're the worst. They're just so genuine about it, and yeah. there is a certain level of self awareness there. It, it still makes me feel gross. It really does. But at the same time, it's fucking canon. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. There's something about its upfrontness that is attractive yes. to us. Well, and they never lied to any of these women. I, I have to give them that. This isn't like, hey, um, we're going to fire you today if you don't get naked in front of the camera. They're like, by the way, nudity. Good? Because we're doing it. <laughs> you know, like, there is something where yeah. I'm like, they didn't fucking lie to you. Yeah, they gave you they gave you what you wanted as an audience, and they, gave, uh, they let everybody know what they were doing as they were doing it. <laughs> Scummy-ass dudes that were like, yeah, we're scums. Yeah, and like I said, there's something about the self-awareness and their genuineness about being scuzzy that is in- definitely intriguing. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny seeing some of the like uh, 70s and 80s documentary where the women uh, actually defend. 
this is so weird too because a lot of times you'll hear you're like oh you're mistreating women and then the women will jump out in front and be like no i, I wanted i fuck yeah they were paying me to take off my top Okay, <laughs> I just find that one. That's like it threw me for a loop when I saw. Oh, I think that was one of the machete maidens, right? Where where they're like, it's exploitation, but you sat there and pretended like they were exploiting me. He's like, no, they told me, do you want to get nude? And she's like, how much are you giving me? Probably yeah. Well, either either the machete maidens or uh, or the cannon. I can't one, remember. Or yeah, the, I can't other, remember. Or the what other, it was. the third one. But then you had the other part where it was Death Wish three when you had. The scummy direct. Oh fuck! What's his name? Michael oh, Winter. Michael Winter. That guy's disgusting. Uh, we're, Alex will be back to talk about Death Wish Three with us. No, very that's soon. the that's very the soon. part that's the part of canon where it's gross. Yes, that's the part where I'm like, you guys are. I don't even know if it was Golden Globus. I I think it was just Winter. Yeah, Winter is supposed to be the worst. worst. <laughs> that's the kind of guy where I could see be like, yeah, we told you're gonna be nude, but what I didn't tell you, yeah, and you're right. like, no. Yeah. Stop being that guy. <laughs> uh, I hope Michael Winter just gets kicked in the nuts every day. Oh, he's dead now. So in hell. <laughs> I wish. I, I wish there was a hell so I could just see Michael Winter getting kicked in the nuts every day. I'm like, I'm good. Actually, can you just start putting that on YouTube? So I don't really want to come down here. It's hot. Oh man. It's also filled with really weird people. <laughs> Should look up. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll talk. Well, you guys should look up uh, Alex Winter from Freaked and Bill and Ted. Uh, talk about Michael Winter. Look up some of the stuff because he's in Death Wish Three. So, yeah, he's fucked up. I mean, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I, I fuck heard Michael him. Winter. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> fuck his dead corpse. Oh, too far? No, no. Okay, fuck it. Uh, but yeah, uh, as we're kind of wrapping up uh, Cyborg Gear, I gotta say, I'm. A, I think I'm just a big fan of Albert Pune's movies. Um, I don't. This isn't like I've one only of my seen favorite. two. I like this one. I like Dollman a lot. Um, oh, he Arcade did Dollman a lot. Yeah. Okay, man, I've seen four now. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Sword and the what was it called? Sword and the Sorcerer. Um, yeah, that's the one. I I've definitely seen that. Yeah, all they all are like that. All of his movies are all like this. So I'm just trying to think. He had a rough childhood. <laughs> I I picture him. I, I mean, I've never seen him before. Uh, in the interviews or anything you watch this i am just picturing the biggest nerd like i am oh, just picturing yeah. that he is just a big old dork in, one in of the his, best way possible in one of his interviews he's just wearing a husky shirt like huskies the dogs nice great yeah i love it <laughs> and he was also i knew something was wrong with him when he was talking about how great it was to work with golden and globus and i go well you have yeah something's wrong <laughs> You've been hitting the head too many times because no one says that. No, no one likes working. With and them. he didn't blame them for the fall of the company. He blamed people around him. And I'm like, sure, maybe they helped, but come on. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's gonna. I, oh, oh, museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. Yeah, I'm going to go... I kind of go negative with this. If you're going to ADR someone's voice, could you, like, not fuck up the main bad guy's voice like that? Like, I just don't... I am Fender. <laughs> like, it's, it's like the devil's voice from Spawn. Yeah, it did sound like that. That's absolutely what it sounded like. So, you got anything for the museum? Um, I've got some, I've got some more news from the Pune camp in a second. Um, but, uh, f- um, 
Breaking news. Yeah, right. Um, you know, what do I, what do I really like about this movie? Um, oh, overall, before I get to my museum, I guess, uh, I like this movie. I, I'm with you, though. It's like it's a gold, not a diamond, though. It's definitely a fun cult movie. I love the look. I love the feel of this movie. I like the vibe. I like the way it's shot. And I like the breeziness of it. It makes no goddamn sense, but I like the, the breeziness of it. This movie's fun to watch. I like watching this movie. Um, but my standout thing... Yeah, I can really tell from what you're about to put in the museum. <laughs> I really love this movie. What's great about it? No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of my stuff, I guess, is overall. Um, maybe I'll just put in the cyborg because it is cool. It's a cool effect. You I see know. it very uh, early on in the movie too. Like they really just give you the, the money yeah, shot it, early on. It must have been really hard too because they don't use it again. Yeah, it never comes back. Yeah. Um, well, but I like the well cyborg a lot. Done. Well done. Yeah. I'm um, assuming whoever did this stuff probably went on to do a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, the effects work is great here. For yeah. sure. All right. Uh, that's... Um, so, let's, oh, let's oh, oh, break into breaking, breaking news. Breaking news from the Pune camp. So, Edward Pune is, is still working today. And he's, you know, in and out of stuff. Like, he'll take a few years off and then he comes back and does something. So, he's, he's making something uh, this year uh, that's already been shot. And then he's, he's making... He's filming one after it so he also directed in the 90s the nemesis movie um, okay i don't know if you remember yep. those mm-hmm. he did the whole series I you're, think. you're obviously not the star trek nemesis movie no 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 but the nemesis one yeah. two three four mm-hmm. i've did. only seen one i've never seen any of them but his the movie he just finished apparently is called uh cyborg nemesis and it is a combination film of <laughs> cyborg and nemesis it's called cyborg nemesis the dark rift and then he's doing, that he's filming now, a sequel to Cyborg himself. So this is separate from Cyborg 3, called Cyborg Rise of the Flesh Eaters. Wow. All right. Um, <laughs> so we've got two more Cyborg-related Pune movies coming out next year. So what you're saying is we found our in theaters now. <laughs> and by we, that, we mean voodoo, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, we might be just like sketchily getting it somehow. But yeah. like, um, yeah, so we've got apparently uh, three more Cyborg movies to see to finish the franchise, but only one that is currently out. Okay, good to know. <laughs> I, fucking hilarious. I, I, I'm still, it's hard to like absorb what you just said after finding out there's a Cyborg 3 before this. <laughs> too so much information. Too much, too many Cyborgs. Uh, so yeah, that's that'll end it for this week. It was fun. That's all I got. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's Cyborg, everybody. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you know how the internet works. You can find us. Search Analog Jones. That's all we got. We don't market much. <laughs> We're but, around, though. Yeah. Uh, remember to be kind. Rewind. Kind of like drops them and he like kind yeah. of picks them up. It's very intimate but like not sexual or something like that. It's very weird. Very weird. Well, he was like treating her like, I don't know, maybe. Whoa. What happened here? Oh, that's not That was crazy. Yeah, it definitely did. No. Everybody's good? No. That was just a weird thing that just happened. (laughs) I won't do it because it has safety latches. Yeah. To prevent what just Just happened. happened.
Yeah, like I said, I didn't even feel it. You know, no, and usually, there was. usually it's like, oh, it's tipping, oh, it's tipping. It was just like, we're good, we're good, we're good. Now we're going down. <laughs> I don't even know how that. Fuck it. Uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> we're all still um, here. Everything's good. <laughs> That'll make for a uh, fun uh, blooper somewhere. Yep. Oh, I'm gonna put that. Yeah, 